Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is a 7 a.m. mindset call. Do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <clears throat> and today is Wednesday. And um, we talk about on this particular call, you know, mindset, mental toughness. We talk about life. We talk about success. We talk about failure. We talk about, man, we talk about doubt. We talk about disbelief. We talk about a lot of things that go affirmations. Everything that goes hand-in-hand hand in what you do on a daily basis, whether it's your job, whether it's your business, whether it's your life and uh, or relationships. Because we believe that your thoughts are so important. Your thoughts are your paradigm. Your paradigm is a combination of everything that you've heard uh, in your life, you know, since a young kid. And they, that's create your thoughts. You know, we always say change your thoughts, change your life. So... In order for you to do that, to advance financially in life, um, you got to change some thoughts. Because if you grew up in a poor or middle class uh, neighborhood, you heard the same thing. And that was something totally opposite of what you heard in the wealthy neighborhood. And so that's our goal. Our goal is to, uh, you know, bring up those things and see if those things still or does those things guide you in the way that you want to go? If not, you got to change them. And so now we take this call, this conference call, and we load it on podcast platforms. We put it on 16 different ones from iTunes, the Breaker, the Spotify, the Apple. Um, and, uh, again, this is not a podcast. So if you just stumble across it, it is a free conference call that we do. But the reason we put it on these platforms is so – People can go back and listen to it. People can go back and share. People can go back and, you know, it, it was uh, it was interesting. The other day I looked at, you know, some of the numbers of some particular calls that people went back to listen to. And, um, you know, it was, it was, I was wondering that, you know, one particular book that we had, like I was looking at all the mindset calls in the book club, but the this one particular book was, um, more calls on that particular book than any of the books that we've done in the last 10, 12 months. And that was interesting to me. I don't know uh, why it was that particular book, but it was. I mean, it was like, I will say, 10 times the calls. Let's say that you listen to um, the calls uh, I don't know, 75 times, you know, on, on the average of people going back, sharing them and listening to the calls. That one particular book was 750 times. <laughs> so I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I don't know if it was the time of the year. I don't know if it was the time of your business. I don't know. But, you know, that was interesting to go back and look. I want you to tell me who y'all think that book was. I mean, who do you think the book was? Um if you can, text me on that and think what that was. But, uh, yeah, we do that so you can go back and share it, you know, share it to people. And I say share it to younger folks, man, because a lot of older, mature individuals are just stuck in their ways and just don't want to, you know, change. So, you know, send it to other people. I mean, it shouldn't hurt you at all to do that, you know, just share them with a couple of people. You know how people say subscribe? You don't have to subscribe. Just share them. Just share them with a couple of people and see who uh, who could uh, 
um, who could help, be helped from it. You know what I'm saying? We also have a replay number. Replay number is 712-432-1085. 712-432-1085. It's the same pin code. Uh, seven eight three three five seven pound. So people are texting me about the book, and two people both said outwitting the devil. And you are absolutely wrong. <laughs> both of you are. So it wasn't outwitting the devil, but um. So I want to pick up today from where we left off. I didn't go to the bookshelf today because I left the book on my desk because, you know, we was getting to the nitty-gritty, and we had to stop on Monday. We was getting to the nitty-gritty. For some of y'all who maybe knew, what I usually do is walk to my bookshelf sometimes and just blindly grab a book. And I'll open it up and just flip through it. If I see the highlighted stuff, then I say this, this book is good. If I don't, I just put it back on the shelf. This one I saw a lot of highlighted. We started with it on Monday, and I want to just continue with a little bit of it uh, today. Don't forget that we have our new book club, I mean our new book on Saturday uh, with the book club, and Dr. Nicole is going to be reading on the new book, which is The Greatest Mystery in the World by Mr. Ognandino, Greatest Mystery in the World. We're going to stay on that, in that vein of uh, Og Books. And keep it rolling. So we'll be talking about that on Saturday. But now today, uh, I know I, I, I'm going to miss where I stopped at, but I'm going to try to pick up somewhere in that area of the conversation we were having. And so um, let's see here. Huh. All right, negators, negators. Y'all know what those are, right? Those are haters. Negators in this particular time when this book was written, that's the term that they used. And they say negators are everywhere. Some negators like the truth, like the one that uh, almost tripped me, are well-meaning folks. But others are jealous people who not who not moving ahead themselves want you to stumble too. They feel inadequate themselves, so they want to make a mediocre person out of you. Now, a negator or a hater could be somebody who smiles in your face, but all the time want to take your place to backstab us. So, don't think that a negator is somebody who just. You know, you see across the room and they got a, you know, grim look on their face when they're looking at you and all that. No, it's the ones that's cheesing and smiling also can be a negator. So you have to be careful with that. So he says, be careful, extra careful. Study negators. Don't let them destroy your plans for success. He says, a young office worker recently explained to me why he changed carpools. One fellow, he said, talked about nothing um, trip in, trip out, nothing except what an awful company we worked for. Regardless of what management did, he found fault. He was negative about everyone from his supervisor on up. The products we sold were no good. Every policy had something wrong with it. And as he saw it, absolutely everything had something wrong with it. So each morning I arrived at work, tense 
wound up and tight. And each night after work, he him preached for a rant of 45 minutes about all things he went through that day. So I got home discouraged and depressed. And finally, finally, I came to my senses uh, to get in another carpool. It made a world difference. For now, I'm with a group of fellows who can see two sides to a question. That young fellow changed his environment. Smart, wasn't he? He decided, I can't, I can't do this. I can't keep listening to it. See, when you are at a point in your life and you're developing yourself and you feel like, you know, you're reading, you're listening to different audios, audios and you're hearing the, um, the things that those leaders are doing or that people should be doing and, you know, you're becoming more, a <clears throat> little bit more positive, a little bit more of a believer it's hard for you to ride in that car with those people. It's hard for you to have lunch with them. It's hard for you to pick up the phone and talk to them because you're all on two different pages. And it's uncomfortable on both ends, uncomfortable on their end and uncomfortable on your end. And so you have to understand it. Now, here's a good point. If you were negative people all day, and you talk to them still at work, and you hang out with them, you know, you ride home with them, and you, um, I don't know, they're just your companion. <sighs> Let me tell you something. You hadn't worked on yourself enough to, to, to want to change, because what you're saying is you're still the same way. I don't care what it is when you say, well, you know, this is my family members and my friends, and I can't leave them. I can't separate from them. What you're pretty much saying is I have not developed myself. I have not worked on myself. Things have not come to me that make sense. Because when it does, it doesn't matter who it is. You don't want anybody killing your spirit or your happiness. and You don't want that. You just don't want it. And you have to learn to get away from it. But... Long as you stay around it, that means that you still hadn't changed, and that you still love that. You still love to be around that. He says, "Make no mistake about it. You are judged by the company you keep. Birds of a feather do flock together. Fellow workers are not all alike. Some are negative, others positive. Some work because they have to. Others are ambitious and work for advancement. Some associates belittle everything the boss says or does. Others are much more objective and realize they must." Uh, be good followers before they can be good leaders. Now, how we think is directly affected by the group we're in. Be sure, be sure we're in the flock that thinks right. Be sure we're in the flock that thinks right. I've heard on many occasions that it doesn't really matter because if I'm working on me, they're not going to change me. Well, that's not true. Yes, they will. I mean, matter of fact, they, if you're working on you, you really hadn't changed yet. So that's like uh, that's like saying to yourself, "I'm gonna go on a sixty to ninety day no sweets or no salt or anything like that. I'm just gonna, you know, drink juice and whatever." So then you go into an environment. Because you're on that 90-day thing where you don't eat certain things, you're not going to drink certain things, you you know. 
So usually the environment wins. That's what they tell you when you stop drinking, you can't just sit around them all the time until you get strong enough to understand that that's not, you know, thing. That's not your thing. But sometimes you see the environment wins. I was doing good for 60 to 90 days until I went to uh, Maryland or Virginia, wherever we were, and we had the meeting up there. And then in the corner over there, you know, Nina or whoever set the meeting up had three boxes, big boxes of Krispy Kreme. Now, I was doing fine. I knew that I saw them in the corner of my eyes. <laughs> now, you know, 90 days, well, it might not have been 90. It was close to 90, maybe 80 days. I know it was over two months that I hadn't had touched anything. And so I got in that environment. And I still ignored it until one lady's little daughter, she goes trumping over there and she grabs a donut. And then she comes, stands by me and says, Mr. Tony, how you like the training? And she was chewing on the donut, just chopping on the donut away, just chopping, chopping, chopping. I said, oh, the training is great. She said, okay, I like it too. Then she went back over there and got another donut. <laughs> and came right back to Mr. Tony again. <laughs> so, Mr. Tony, are you going to train today? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk today. She was just, just went on the donut. So guess what Mr. Tony wound up doing? Because I I has been out of that environment. I had no business even, I should have walked away from her or something. So I'm over there in the box getting me a donut. And that's what happens with people. When you stay out of the environment of things that you want to change from and you think you got it and then you run back over there and you, you're going to wind up doing it, you, you, you killing the little time that you have. You know, you've already, you know, that's like a, that's like an alcoholic that, had 90 days clean, now he got to start all the way over, get a new one-day, what was it called, one-day chip or something, where you get a new chip, say, one day, I, you know, I hadn't drank today. I hadn't drank, to, you know, or I hadn't used drugs today. I hadn't used, that's, that's the same thing, because I put myself in that environment now, and it affects me. Because you, you what you're doing, and the, most of the people on here, you're doing something outside of the box. You're doing something different than society. You have to be able to think. You have to be able to be able. You have to be able to believe in yourself. You have to take chances. You have. To, it's a different game when you step into a, a home-based business or something. That's when you are you're on a job. You don't have to worry about all this because they handle most of everything. All you got to do is show up go to work, and you can actually hang it with those uh, negative people if you want to. You shouldn't, but you could because it's not going to affect you. But as soon as you step in this arena to do something different, you got to have a clean slate. you got to have a clean mind. you got to be thinking about different stuff. You can't be hanging with those negators because then you won't make the phone calls you need to make. You won't follow up with the people you need to follow up with. You won't, you know, Sample like you need to sample. You won't do any of that stuff. 
And I know you think, no, that's not true. Well, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. You said there are pitfalls to watch in your work environment. In every group, there are persons who secretly aware of their own inadequacies and want to stand in your way and prevent you from making your progress. See, they know that they're not going to take any risks. They know they don't have the moxie. They know they don't have the confidence. They, don't, they know they're not going to do what you're doing. So in order to, to kill what you're doing, they're going to say something negative or they're going to, you know, you know, kind of just ignore some of the stuff you talk about instead of, you know, you know, just ignore it. Because they see, they see you doing something that they're, they're not willing to take a risk. Their own inadequacies are holding them back. So many ambitious fellows have been laughed at, even threatened, because they tried to be more efficient and produce more. Let's face it, some folks being jealous want to make you feel embarrassed because you want to move upward. And a lot of y'all are not dealing with or doing the things you need to do just because of that. You don't want to call a person because you don't want them to say something about you or somebody else say you called them. You don't want to deal with that. And you got to deal with it, folks. You got to go through that ridicule part because that's going to always be there. He says, this happens in factories where fellow workers sometimes resent fellow who wants to speed up the production even on the job. It happens in the military service when a clique of negative-minded individuals poke fun at and try to humiliate the young soldier who wants to go to officer school. Man, I know you don't want to go to that mess, man. I'm trying to just get my two years and get up out of here another three years, and you you trying to go to officer school? Hmm. I know you don't want to get on them book club calls and them mindset calls. Man, you crazy. You totally be on there just talking. Are you crazy to get on there? I mean, what you listening for? Now, I'm watching the highlights of NFL Network during that time. I ain't got time to be doing that. Every other day? You know, I don't, no, 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 no. And see, those people you surround yourself with because that's all you know. And it's hard for us to separate like I did because every time I say that, people say, well, Tony, you know, people can't be like you. Well, you need to try because I separated and all I did was read books. And all the books I read were people, they became my friends and they didn't act like that. They didn't tell me what couldn't be done. They didn't. They didn't do none of that. I'm looking at the books now, and I'm like, these were all, these are all my friends. Because I ain't have any friends talk like that, and there's only a few like that now. He says it happens in business too when a few individuals not qualified to advance try to block the way for someone else. You've seen it happen time and time again in high schools when a group of uh, lunkheads deride a a classmate who has had the good sense to make the most of his educational opportunities and come out in in high grades. Sometimes all too sadly often the high school student was jeered at until he reached the conclusion that it wasn't smart to be intelligent. 
<clears throat> ignore such negative thinkers in, in your mind, in your midst at least. For often remarks in your direction aren't so personal as you might think they are. They are merely a projection of a speaker's own feeling for failure and discouragement. That's why I say these people may even think they're helping you or what they're saying is they know they can't do it. They know they tried it, and they know this and that. And, and then some of them are just just haters, and they just want to make sure you don't try anything. But that's the that's the problem, or one of the challenges with us when in business that we don't separate. We won't. We won't. Um, we just won't do it. Because if we separate, then we're gonna be by ourselves. And if we by ourselves, we don't want to hear those voices in our head. He says a special word of caution. Be careful about your source of advice too. In most organizations, you will encounter freelance advice who knows the ropes and are tremendously eager to do you in. One time I've overheard a freelance advisor explaining the facts of the office life to a bright young man just starting in. He said the, he said the facts, you know, he said the advisor, best way to get along here is just stay out of everybody's way. If they ever get to know you, all they'll do is pile more work on you. <laughs> Be especially careful to stay away from Mount Z, I mean Mr. Z, the department manager. If he thinks you haven't got enough to do, he really will have you loaded down. This freelance advisor has been with the company for almost 30 years and was still bottom man on the totem pole, hadn't moved up at all. What a consultant for a young fellow who wants to move up within the business. Make it a rule to seek advice from people who know. There are a lot of incorrect thinking that successful people are inaccessible. The plain truth is that they are not. As a rule, it's more successful people who are the most humble and ready to help, since they are sincerely interested in their work and success. They are eager to see that the work lives on and that somebody capable succeeds them when they retire. It's the, it's the would-be big people who are most often the most abrupt and hard to get along with. The would-be big people. They're not big, but they would be. But those are the hardest ones. He says, a $40 hour executive made this clear. Now, when this book was written, it was back in the day, so $40 an hour executive would be $120 an hour executive or something like that, probably, or $80 or $90 an hour executive. All right? Um... Uh, made it clear. I'm a busy woman, but there's no do not disturb sign on my office door. Counseling people is one of my key functions. We get standardized training and one of a kind uh, of another to everybody in the company. But personal counseling or tutoring, as I like to call, is available for asking. I stand ready to help the fellow who comes in here with either a company or a personal problem. The fellow who displays curiosity and exhibits a real desire. See, that's the key. You've got to exhibit a real desire. You can't call somebody, call me or call anybody, and just say, and you know your actions hadn't shown that you, that you have a real desire. Your actions are not showing that. Hmm. The fellow who displays this curiosity and exhibits uh, real desire to know more about the job and how to relate to other jobs and individuals, I like most to help. But 
She said, for obvious reasons, I can't spend time offering advice to anybody who isn't sincere seeking it. Go first class when you have a question. Seeking advice from the failure is like consulting a quack on how to cure cancer. <laughs> and a lot of us do that. We ask quacks questions and things they should do. No. Try to get to somebody that you know is doing that doing has done or, you know, in the process of, you know, and get your questions answered because, you know, the wrong environment will kill you when you think you're doing the right things and you think you're doing it the right way and you're not. Stay away from the negators, from the haters, because it will keep you from making any phone calls. It'll keep you from building any business. It'll keep you from doing anything. You have to stay away from that. Um, understand that, folks. All right. That's it for the day. That's all she wrote. The pen and the pencil broke. That was pretty cool today. I mean, we're not going to be on here long at all. So nobody has texted me with the book that had the most listeners. Let me see. Or had somebody done that? Let's see. <laughs> somebody said, don't blame... Don't blame Miss Taylor for eating a donut in front of you. <laughs> You're supposed to be strong enough. I'm not. I am not <laughs> strong enough. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been back on track <laughs> with my with my sugar. I'm gonna stop again. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Let's see, Friday. And so I'm going to go from Friday, what is Friday date, the 12th, I'm going to go from Friday to December. I'm not going to even eat any sweets in Thanksgiving. I'm going to go from Friday to December 23rd. And I'm going to stay far away from you jokers because <laughs> I was doing super well. Super well. I mean, I had to, you know, like my six-pack was showing. Let me see. It's still showing, though. But my six-pack six pack was tight. It was tight. Uh, let's see here. The book, Relentless. Nope. Wow. Wow. Okay, Yvonne. Oh, man, I can't believe this. Mr. Vaughn up in St. Louis got the answer. Wow. I didn't think anybody would grab that answer. I didn't think anybody would do that. And she did. Um, I didn't think of something to give you. I didn't say, yeah, did I say I was going to give you something? I didn't think so. So I got to think of something. Um, let's see. What you mean, diamond to a Saturday good donut? No, there better not be no donuts in there. I... <laughs> no, don't speak that. It won't be any donuts in there on Saturday. No way. Um, but the answer, 
to the book that most people that I mean, not most people that it was ten times more listeners or ten times more people to go back and listen to this particular book, uh, which was interesting. I don't know why. I need to look at that again to see what time of the month it was or time of the year or was it the book that good? Um, so the answer is drum roll. Um, the answer is dare to lead. Y'all remember the dare to lead? <laughs> Y'all like, huh? Yeah, dare to lead was that. That was the book that ten times more people went to the podcast platforms to listen to that book. Interesting, folks. Interesting. I got to do my research on that one. Right. I said that book wasn't an easy read either. So maybe that's why. I don't know. But I will put my research team on there to find out what made that. Uh, what made you all listen to that morning evening? So 